You're listening to the Encouragers Podcast Show. Thank you for joining our Encouragers Podcast today, where we touched on the New Zealand gun ban, as well as we talked about the death of um, Nipsey Hussle, rest in peace. Um, special guest next week on the 7th, and we have Tees from Reno, Nevada. Uh, we have a lot of great things coming forward with our podcast, and we are excited to have uh, many new artists as well as entrepreneurs on our podcast. Thanks for listening and tuning in, guys. This is uh, Encourager's Podcast Show. This is our first show. I'm your host, Notice, and we have here Tech. Yo, what's up? Paul. What up, what up? And Joseph. Hey, what's going on, y'all? And right now, Will, um, the fifth member of our Encourager podcast show, he's on the road at the moment. And uh, we'll try to tune in and get with him a little bit later on in the show. But yeah, this is our first, this is the season premiere, as you call it. <laughs> um, we were talking about March 31st. March 31st. A lot of uh, interesting things happened throughout the week. You know, all the news is out right now. The latest thing happened right now is Nipsey Hussle. He. He uh, has been shot and killed in L.A., but uh, we're going to go ahead and talk about that, a little bit about that, and being that the, this is the first show, we're going to talk about, you know, who we are and how we came to, came about to be, and, you know, I don't like to do all the talking, so I'm going to turn it over to Joe, and he's going to give a little bit of background, and Paul, he's going to give a little bit of background, Tech's going to add, add in some of his uh, background of how we started. Just to start out, this has been a group text, group text message group. Um, since what early late 2012 2013 around there but yeah joe go ahead take it away man explain who you are so my name is uh, joe tuliki akau um i am originally from the bay but lived in uh, arizona for uh junior high and high school um right now i'm married uh with with three kids i work as a uh, information analyst for for the government uh, one cool thing that I really liked about uh, what uh, Notice was talking about was we <clears throat> started just, uh, it was just organic. Um, you know, we all uh, were texting each other and it just got to a point where each time each one of us would text each other, it would be something encouraging or something about each one of our lives that we were doing that uh, kind of motivated each one of us to um, kind of just say, hey, good job or kind of motivate each each one of us and then i don't know maybe a couple months ago maybe six six or nine months ago you know someone in our little group chat was like hey wouldn't it be cool if we did like a podcast or something like that so we can kind of share you know what it is that we're doing and kind of see you know what we what could happen with it so that's kind of my perspective of how things started that's what it was paul what's your take on how like who we are and how we came about to be just like you mentioned about the the group text and how we just share with each other and motivate each other. Like I was just realizing that basically what it is, what we are is like social media, but just like real close, you know? It's like we share everything with each other. The good that's going on in our lives, the bad that's going on in our lives. We share information with each other. We encourage each other. We put each other up on game. And yeah, so basically I'm just realizing that what we are is just like any social media platform but all mixed into one with just the five of us so it's pretty it's a lot more a lot more intimate the fact that it just picked up steam on its own and here we are now finally getting to expand and share the things that we share with each other and grow that platform for for our people 
Yeah, pretty much it, man. It's, cool thing is, like, we're all Tongan brothers, man. We all grew up, like, we're friends of friends. We all kind of, like, met around a circle in, the, in a way, the Kava circle. But, yeah, Tech, what's your what's your take on, like, what is, um, kind of explain to the people, like, who we are? Yeah, the, uh, that's what we are. Like, uh, like Notice was saying, we're just a bunch of group of friends that we, uh, we just met from friends to friends. Like, the way, well, I grew up in Reno with Notice, so I, I grew up with him. And the way I met Joseph was, uh, we met with some friends that were going to do some summer sales out in Minnesota, and it was the best time of our lives. <laughs> That's an understatement, Toto. Why do we have why do we have a laugh when you say that though? <laughs> Gazebo crew. But but that's how I met Joe. And um and the and the way I met Paul was uh me and Notice was living in New York City and we drove down to Philly to uh to meet up with uh, Paul and mix over there with him and his brothers while he was Hell playing yeah. with the Eagles. Hey, that was one of and, my uh, best memories right there. And and just like we all just met around the circle of the bowl, you know, drinking yeah. some some kava. Yep. And then it just started from there, and then from there went from texting. We started this Daddy, text group, and we always supported each other and all that. And then um, next thing you know, here we are. Yeah, that's right. See, and you know, you see, this is live, right? So we're doing this. We're doing this right now. Paul's dealing with his kids. They're um, Paul, Joe, and Will are both married and they have kids. And this is this is real right here. Like kids come in, they have questions. Paul has to go and tell them. But yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, that's when we when we drove up to Philadelphia. That's when we knew that uh, we found out that there are statues built of Paul. <laughs> right, next statues, <laughs> right next to Rocky. Right next to Rocky. <laughs> there, uh, Actually, sta Paul's statue Paul's statue took Rocky's place on top of the stairs <laughs> yes that, that is <laughs> yes he was there with Fanuki Tupo they're playing for the Philadelphia Eagles just uh, I don't know you know we'll get into our backgrounds a little bit but um, Paul was drafted out of uh, out to Philadelphia for his first you know first leg of his NFL career so we drove down there, like Tech was saying, and we met up with, that's when we met uh, Fanuki Tupo, right? Yeah. And then he had statues built around the around Philadelphia, too. <laughs> Man, that's, you know. It was on, I think his statue was on top of a building. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy, man. Crazy, man. And then they treated us to what? Philly cheesesteak? Well, we had some Philly cheesesteak yeah. out there. Yeah. Yep, that was a real yeah. Thanos right there. Remember when that who was it slammed the door on his hand and it didn't even phase him? <laughs> Yo, man, oh, that goodness. was crazy. <laughs> well, it was me. It was me that slammed the door on his hand. Well, my bad, my bad, Fanuki. If you listen, my bad. I was phased. Oh my god. Hey, but my man didn't even budge, bro. Man. <laughs> For real, he didn't even make a noise. No, no, hey, yo, I was sitting in the front and I went to close the door because we was all packing into this minivan. Yeah, and uh, I I couldn't shut the door all the way, and my man was just like he didn't even flinch, didn't even blink or nothing. And I looked when the door was jammed. I opened it and his hand was right there. And he's like he he just like looked at me and he's like my hand, my hand, like like hella calm. And I'm over here hella just yeah. slamming the door. Trying to shut it because it's hella cold, and I'm trying to hop in the van so we can go get cheesesteaks. And, and this dude is just like, 
hey, my hand, my hand. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's freaking hilarious. I'd like to thank you again for listening, tuning in to the Encouragers podcast show. My name is Notice. We have Tech. Yo. We have Paul. What up, what up? We have Joseph. And uh, we'll be contacting Will here, the fifth member of the Encourager show. Okay, so now we're going to talk about a little bit about ourselves and give a background of each of us. There's five of us in this podcast, and we're going to explain who we are. First one up is Joseph. Joseph, go ahead and tell a little bit about who you are and introduce yourself to the um, our listeners. Okay. Again. Uh, again. <laughs> okay, my name is uh, Tuliki Akao. <laughs> All right, let me start. <laughs> I just realized that after you did, I was like, "Damn, did I really just introduce myself already?" And then do it again? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you said again. You did a soft introdu- introduction, and then you talked about the show. <laughs> Man, penalty cut for you. I know, for real, for real. <laughs> oh, okay, all right, woo. All right, hey, Claudia, nah, he, uh, Paul, Paul's gonna be I know, out. You seen her. It's like the more I drink, the more faded you guys get. Oh, <laughs> all right, all right. My name is uh, Joseph Tully Cancal. Um, I'm originally from uh, Maribor, California. Uh, I am married, three kids. Um, I work out here in the Kansas City, Missouri area as an analyst and. Um, I'm excited for this podcast. There we go. Cool. And you're from originally from Mesa, Arizona, or California? Uh, well, well uh, Millbury, California. Um, Garden Lane, Joe. <laughs> a door, baby. Okay, okay. Already <laughs> I'm already knowing. Oh my goodness! Right next to the Flamingo Apartments. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. Go yep. Outside. Yeah, I know oh. exactly where that's at. That's where yeah. I went to school. Oh, Millbury High, man. Right on, Joe. So next up, we have Paul Fanica, another member of the Fab Five in our podcast show. So go ahead, Paul, introduce yourself to our listeners. Who are you? Hey, what's up, everybody? Uh, I'm Paul Fanica. Um, I went, I'm originally from the Bay Area, San Francisco. Uh, grew up out there. Came to school at Arizona State University um, and played football there. And during my time there is when I met Will. We were roommates and and noticed we were roommates. And uh, found out I was related to notice, distant relatives, but related. And uh, continued to play football and was able to play professionally in the NFL for seven years. And now I'm retired. I live in Phoenix. And um, I'm married and just living the family life and enjoying my kids. Right on, Paul. Nice to meet you. And a little bit about Paul. He's a sneakerhead. I don't know if... You'll be able to see the video portion of this, but behind Paul is a stack of shoes. So this guy is a major sneakerhead. If you follow him on Instagram, you'll you'll know that he's all about sneakers and he loves connecting, collecting sneakers. So just don't give out your address before we come and raid your house. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, the shoes gotta be fresh. You, that's a must. Right on, Paul. Okay, another member of our um of our five five. We can go ahead and slide over the tech. Go ahead and introduce yourself to our listeners. Yeah, what's up, listeners? Uh, my name's Tech. Uh, I'm from Reno, Nevada. I uh, grew up there, and then um, I live out here in Utah. I'm, most of my background is uh, in music and uh, video and film, So, and that's pretty much it. Tech's a humble guy. He does, he does hunting. I don't know. If, um, tell me a little bit about, about your hunting background, Tech. Oh, yeah, out here in Utah. 
Yeah. Uh, it gets kind of boring out here in, in Utah, so you got to start doing what the Utah people do, and that's mostly like hunting during the during this fall, and then uh, going snowboard during the winter, and then fishing during the the spring and summer. So <clears throat> that's that's what I pretty much do now is I fish during the spring and summer, hunt during the fall and winter, and I snowboard during the winter. That's uh just keeps me busy. That's what's up, and Tech's a workaholic, man. It's, it's even. It's even a blessing that he could actually be on the call with us. Like he's usually working right now, so this is a this is a cool thing that we got going. That he can chime in. He can give you hunting tips. I'm trying to get my uh, you know Hunger Games on with my bow and arrow action. So Tech not only does like shotgun and all that, like uh, fishing, and he knows how to skin the ducks and all the fowl, all the game that he gets. But um, he also does bow and arrow, or is it bow and arrow? Is that what it, crossbow? No, no archery. Archery. Yes. <laughs> So that's another yeah, thing. Yeah, archery on for a big game. Yep. The, the five guys that are, are present here on this podcast, we span from like all the whole different types of spectrum. So we got a hunter, a fisher, fisherman in, on the squad, and it's just really, really cool, man. We're a unique bunch, I would say. Um, I think I'm the youngest one here, so I'm used to doing all, all the booties. <laughs> when I live with Will and Notice, they kind of trap me. In a lot of senses. Yeah. So now, now it's not even, tra- they don't have to trap me anymore. <clears throat> I do it willingly. <laughs> oh, uh, man. Yep. Yeah. I think one thing that was really cool about uh, all five of us is that, you know, we all mix and we, we have a lot of great experiences when it comes to mixing, uh, mixing and hanging out, especially when um, uh, tech. And uh, notice came down to Kansas City thing two or three years ago. I'm still um, trying to uh, recover from that night. Uh, something else. <laughs> uh, my therapist says that I, I need to, you know, breathe because of my anxiety over that night. <laughs> but dude, there was a water shortage here in Kansas City, and um, <clears throat> I hope and pray that we never have one again next to me, guys. And yeah, that drought was epic. You know, one of the water lines bursted after the Kansas City Royals won the World Series. So that's why we had a water shortage at our mix. Man. Yeah, we got to fire the dude that bottled the, the gava that night. I don't know who he no, was. We need, we need to jump his oh <laughs> Who was that jerk that did that? <laughs> who did it? I don't know. Some guy from Reno. <laughs> Oh, that's two of us. <laughs> I don't know. Some, some guy from Reno, Reno, Nevada. I just know that we were all sitting up at the beginning, at the beginning of it, and then at the end, it looked like we were in a baseball sleepover. Yeah, we had a sleepover slumber party. Uh, all I think missing was the blankets, guys. <laughs> oh my goodness, dude! Yeah. If you think about it, that's how we all met. Was around the cover bowl. Mm-hmm. You know, that's our friendship. That's true. That's true. So all those people <laughs> knocking it, man. You know what I'm saying? Look, we're we're uh, a direct result of that. You know what I'm saying? That's our culture. It brought us together, and we're still friends from now. Like, who has a group text that spans, like, what, six, seven years? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know, man. I don't think very many. 
I think that uh, that makes this podcast unique, you know, just like you said, like, what are the people, you know, have been texting each other for six, seven years outside of them being married or in a relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yep, yep. That's true. And, you know, um, this, you know, that group text message has been integral in all our lives for these many years. And then I guess I'll just go ahead and introduce myself now. Um, my first name is Stephanotis. I don't know if it was a cousin of mine, but they just, they chopped it off and they just called me Notice as a nickname. I think it was Tech gave me the nickname of Notice or something. I can't remember, but it's just been a nickname of mine. But, you know, family members and stuff, they called me Moa or not Moa, but I would just go by Notice just for short. I grew up in Reno. I'm from Reno with Tech. Me and Tech grew up together out there in Reno. We're cousins, Fahamidi. And um, uh, we actually, me, Tech and I lived in New York City for a while. We worked on Off-Broadway Children's Show. It was the longest, it still is the longest running broad, off-Broadway show in New York City. It's called the Gazillion Bubble Show. Tech was the lighting designer and tech over there. And I was the sound designer and sound engineer over there. But we, we worked out there for several years. And like I said, we met Paul. Like I introduced uh, tech to Paul when we drove from New York City down to Philadelphia. And we hung out with Paul, met Paul around the Cobble Bowl. And figured out or, and found out that he had statues all over Philadelphia city. And yeah, so that's, you know, Paul and I, or uh, tech and I, we've been in the entertainment and film and commercial business for a long time. Now um, we work with a lot of different companies and productions all over the world. Tech's travel, you know, on tour with production companies and myself as well. But yeah, now my nickname or like, you know, they call me the Fakamuna King. King of Fakamuna, because just any, every, everything I seem to do is like just be Fakamuna, like this right here, a podcast. Who ever thought about doing a podcast, dude? <laughs> it's, just, uh, it's just one big old Fakamuna stage, man. But no, nah, it's cool. It's been a blessing. But yeah, this, and then our, our boy Will, Will Kofi, coach, aka coach, he is on the road, but we'd love to bring him in, um, try to get him when he gets to a safe spot where he can chime in and talk with us that's a little bit about uh, you know a background of us and then you know as our show goes you'll get to know a little bit more about it and that's it for who we are all right moving on to the next segment of the encouragers podcast we'd like to touch up on some of the current events and news that's going on in our world today we were all talking about this earlier today the sad news coming out of uh la area southern cali um nipsey hustle passed away was gunned down uh just very sad considering all the things that he's into and what he was about to pretty much do was promote something for the community. And for him to go that way is just, it's very sad, you know? <clears throat> so you know the story, what happened, Joe? So he was out in front of his, uh, so he has a bunch of, uh, like a clothing a clothing business and he owns like the, the buildings so there's a couple other buildings that pay him a rent um he was out front and some guy uh, pulled up and shot him six times um and um at the hospital they pronounced him dead so uh it's just really sad just because um I mean, someone who has always promoted, uh, you know, self-worth, uh, you know, your ability to create, uh, you know, a brand for yourself um, so you, you don't have to be owned by anybody else, you know. Um, he went out like that. That's pretty sad. 
especially being in, in like the hood type of area, you know? Okay. So, so just so that listeners know, you know, Tech, he's getting into uh, DJ and he has, you know, a strong background in music production. He's produced songs for several different artists around the country in reggae and country music. And like, uh, you know, Tech, you, you being into the music scene and involved in the music scene, what is it to, to hear something about like Nipsey Hussle? What, what does this music mean to you? With Nipsey Hussle, with the Nipsey Hussle thing, is like uh, what he's trying to do for his community, like moving, in, trying to do something positive for his community, man. For him we lost you here, Tech. Do I keep cutting out? Yeah, you keep cutting yeah. out, bro. Maybe I shouldn't talk about it. <laughs> oh, yeah so you know i want to i want to play i want to play this clip real quick um you can hear the audio about it about nipsey hustle when he was asked about um you know his rap career and what he was doing so let's take a minute we're gonna listen to this real quick standing right here is a guy who looks like snoop dogg Damn. But he ain't Snoop Dogg. Well, you do, you do look. I get that all the time. What's your name, man? You new and upcoming, but you're at this summit. What's your name? Where you from? My name Nipsey Hustle. I'm from L.A., Slauson and Crenshaw area. You know. Okay, well, Nipsey Hustle, that's named after Nipsey Russell, the comedian. Correct, yes, yes. So talk a little bit about yourself, man. What brings you up here, up and coming, and, you know, how come you're not blinging and having all kind of crazy diamonds and all that? I guess you're here to get your money right, huh? All the time, man. You know, all that is cool for the image and all that, but all them is liabilities, you feel me? I'd rather invest in some real estate, you know what I'm saying? Something oh, wait, well, can you repeat that again, man? You're up and coming artist. What did you say you want to do? I said invest in some assets as opposed to trick off my money on some liabilities like diamonds, you know what I'm saying? Cars that lose value, so you drive them off the lot. So you're trying to you're trying to get land. Exactly, homie. A real asset. Take care of my peoples, cause you know that's that it, it look good, but at the end of the day, you losing value, homie. It ain't it ain't it ain't appreciating, it's depreciating. When I heard that clip of him talking about, you know, building up his community and um, you know, investing in property and stuff like this, this is like it totally told me that he was a different he was on a different level of of thinking. Versus the, you know, the rappers that talk about money and chains and all this. And what are some of your takes on, like, on the video that you just heard just now, Paul? Um, I think that it's just sad because he's definitely something that is very refreshing to the, you know, to the regular, your regular, typical rap artists. And, and so he's going to be missed for that. You know, it's just, it's just too bad to see that happen to someone to get their time and their impact cut short, especially when they're bringing something fresh to the scene, you know? Maybe not music-wise, but definitely, you know, coming from a different perspective. Like you talk about him as a businessman and just other things that seem to be more important, you know? So to see that is just very tragic, you know? Not only just a businessman, but to bring <clears throat> business back to his community. Yeah. You know, try, to, try to change his community around, yeah. you know? Especially yeah. like in where he's from, Crenshaw. Try to do something positive to turn that place around. No, go ahead, Joe. Go ahead. What's your thoughts? When you think about it, there really aren't very many, you know, hip hop or rap artists that really go back to their community after they make it big. You know, he made it big, but stayed in his community and tried to, you know, create programs to help 
inner city youth kind of get out of the situation that a lot of them face when it comes to gangs or, you know, joining gangs and getting shot, you know, going to jail for petty little things. So, you know, I give him a lot of respect for that and especially dropping the knowledge that he did about, um, you know, real estate, like he said. Um, one thing that he says in that little interview he did was that, you know, he doesn't really care for jewelry because he, you know, he thinks of that as like a liability, something that he that can't grow with time. And it just makes you think that, um, you know, what it is that we're, we're doing to kind of try to better ourselves, trying to not necessarily get to his level, but try to, you know, try to make our way towards that. You know what I'm saying? What is your thoughts on, do you guys think he should have been in the community or should he just left and like been on his own? I feel like his, his impact will, will be felt, you know, even though he was ahead of his time in that sense, that people couldn't necessarily understand or were necessarily ready for his message. The thing is, is his message will live on. At some point, people will see what he was about, you know? So I, I definitely feel like his impact will be felt, and and that's a good thing. You know, it's just unfortunate that it has to be felt with him passing, not continuing to build it. Hmm. And maybe other artists will follow in his footsteps and continue on his legend. Yeah. You know, keep yeah. continue on uh, pursuing his uh, his dream and in, in bettering yeah. the community. <laughs> Yeah. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. Because it can go one of two ways. Either people are going to follow him or people are going to be like, see, that's why I don't do that. You know? Yeah. So it's just like, <laughs> that's what happened. you know, it's like, we got to be real, you know? Like, yeah. it sounds good and all that. We want someone to carry the torch, but nobody's trying to get shot, you know? Yeah. So at the same time, let's, you know, that's where I feel like his impact will be felt, whether someone follows in his footsteps or not. Mm -hmm. His message will resonate. Even with him not being here, it's just it'd be kind of it would have been a lot better to see him continue to push his message than for it to end abruptly, you know. Yeah. And I can see the other side of it too, you know, like like for instance, if I was an up and coming rapper and I was making, you know, ten or fifteen thousand dollars per show and I wasn't going back to my hood as much, that would that would kind of make me think like, oh man. Do I really want to go back there and get shot and I can't provide for my family, you know, my, my kids and stuff? You know, everyone is different. I'm not going to fault anybody for wanting to not wanting to go back. But, you know, I'm sure that there are things that they can do, like, like with, for instance, for Kevin Durant. You know, he has foundations in OKC and where he lived in Washington, D.C., where he has somebody you know, take charge of that to where he just funnels the money there and they take care of that work. So he doesn't have to go back, you know what I'm saying? And, and I can respect that. So yeah. I guess it kind of comes down to the person who's those big things, whether or not they want to go back. Like, look at Snoop. Like, he doesn't really go back. He lives in Calabasas. Yeah. He has, like, his own little football league, uh, which uh, he has a show on Netflix. I'm not yeah. I the name of his show, but that's a good show. You should check it out. But, you know, he doesn't necessarily go back to the hood. You know, a lot of his work has to deal with, like, inner city youth and the kids trying to help them get away from from a lot of the violence and gangs that he grew up with. So I can see some artists going towards that way instead of having to go back, you know? True. Like, where do you draw the line, too, of help, of, help, of how much help you're going to pour back into your community? You know, because there's always going to be haters. You know? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I was going to speak on that to an extent because, I mean, just having been, you know, a professional athlete, you know, like pe people are always going to 
hate or not even just hate, but people are going to have expectations of you. And I feel like, because I'm from the Bay Area, but I live out here in Phoenix now, you know, I, I know that there's people that feel like I should go back to where I'm from and, and invest in that. But at the end of the day, it's like, it's all about affecting the community you're a part of. You know, mm -hmm. I feel like I'm a part of the Phoenix community now. You know, I give, I give back in the form of spending time and, and coaching football here in Phoenix. So, like, at the end of the day, it's just all what you feel your cause is, you know? Some people may not feel the same way that Nipsey did, but let's just hope that everybody feels strongly about whatever they believe in, that they'll do something to help better the people around them. Yeah, something is better than nothing, that's for sure. Yeah. What were we going to say when you chime in, uh, Tech? What were we going to say, Tech? I also... It probably depends on their background too, because for Nipsey, he was a what a, a crip. Yeah. So going back to his neighborhood, you know, he had a lot of history back there. He probably made a lot of enemies back in his days before he came, became a big time rapper. True. So yeah, you know, going back personally, like showing his face around the neighborhood, you know, he probably, his enemies was probably just looking for him, hunting for him. And today they probably caught him slipping. Yeah, but like that's the thing, just like <clears throat> we were talking about earlier too in our in our group chats, like sometimes it's bigger, you know, there's bigger things than what's on the surface of like finding someone, like you talk about enemies, but I mean, I can't speak on that because I'm not a part of that game, but it's like, it's bigger than whatever that beef is, Crip and blood, you know what I mean? You see someone and they're impacting the community and they're doing good, it's like, it's almost like I would think they would get a pass, you know? But yeah. again, I'm not, I'm not a part of that culture, so I can't really speak on that. I'm yeah. just saying it's just unfortunate, you know, because if he was a rival, I mean, I, I'm just putting myself in that perspective. I'm not, again, I don't, I'm not a part of that culture, but I would like to think that somebody doing so many good things for the community <laughs> could get a pass in that sense, you know? And, but then you have those people that who, they don't give a rats. They don't care yeah, about true. Yeah, true. Like, who, true, who, are, true. who are you? You know what I mean? Who are exactly. you? They, they, they probably and that's the reality. Brag. That's the reality of what happened today. Yeah. They didn't yeah, care they who probably he was and what he was doing. And they probably wanted that uh, the bragging right that they got him. Yeah. And a, a big thing also could be, you know, someone just from a very low-income area was like, this dude is doing it big, man. You know, I'm hella jealous. You know, and he just let that hate kind of fester. And, he was, and I just kind of feel like it was one of those things where this dude is doing big, big things and he's not helping me out. I'm going to go take him out and try to get what I can. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if that really makes sense what I'm trying to say, but I mean, just to, like to shoot somebody you don't know six times while he's out in front of his business, you know what I'm saying? Oh, uh, that just kind of sounds, you know, calculated, you know, like they were waiting for him to slip up. Like you were saying. It's super sad. I'm here in Riverside, California. We're, we're down here for Ness's uh, engagement thing. And just, you know, just a couple miles, an hour away from here, all that stuff went down. I'm going to read you J. Cole's tweet. He said here, here's a tweet from J. Cole. He goes, Nipsey, you a legend. I respect and admire your career path and what you did for the neighborhood. My heart broke today when I saw the news. I'm praying for your loved ones. This was, this was supposed to be the year we got one in. God had bigger, God had bigger plans for you. You know, Chance the Rapper chimed in. Rip, Nipsey, man. Rip, R.I.P. Nipsey, man. This is tragic. We got all the different um, athletes, you know, chiming in. Kid Inc., rest in peace, my brother Nipsey, a.k.a. Erm. Still don't see him real. You were a big motivation to us all. You played a really big part in my story, getting me, getting me where I am today. Been nothing but love since 15. Your name will live forever. Prayers out to the family. Love you, bro. 
And, you know, even today, even like the Clippers, during the Clippers game today, Clippers paid a tribute video for Nipsey Hussle on the Jumbotron. It's crazy thinking about it because it's like I was watching uh, the Texas Tech Raider game uh, yesterday, and at the end of the game, you know, they panned to one of the players, you know what I'm saying, going over to the crowd, and Nipsey Hussle himself was at the game. Yeah, but I feel like I I don't want to be the one to say this, especially in light of what's going on, but I would say it for, the, for context, you know. I mean, at the end of the day, it's like you put yourself in positions, you make decisions in your life, and sometimes it may not affect you right back at that point, you know? So it's like, like, yeah, it's tragic on some level, but a part of it is kind of like the nature of the beast, you know? Yeah, it's true. You know what I mean? Like, you live a certain life that's part of the streets, and then the streets come back. It's like, yeah, it's tragic, you know, especially because for someone who didn't start off the right way, who's finding their way back and finding a way to influence and inspire people to be better. Like, yeah, it's tragic on that sense, but another part of it that not, again, I hate to be the one to bring it up, rest in peace, Nipsey Hussle, but part of that is the life you choose, you know, like the life you choose, there's consequences for everything, you know, and, and I mean, we don't know the full details of everything, but it sounds like it's something that has to do with it that is gang related with his past. You know, it's not like, I mean, you know, I mean, it's not like he, he got hit by a straight bullet. You know what I mean? It's like a part of it was, it was, you know, they came for him, you know, what is, what it sounds like. So, I mean, in that sense, you know, it's part of it is you can make better decisions. You know, you, every, we all make bad decisions and they come back and haunt us. So, I mean, rest in peace, Nipsey Hussle. Our thoughts and prayers go out to his family and all those affected. And, you know, we're, I mean, at the end of the day, we're here to talk about it. You know, I'm not one to take, I'm not taking sides and saying like, oh, that's what you get for your past decisions, but that's the reality of it. You know, mm -hmm. the reality of it is certain decisions he made seem like they came back, back on him, you know? Yeah. And that should be motivation for a lot of the younger youth who might be listening to our podcast to realize, you know, if you're worried about that life, don't be about it because it can sneak up on you, man. Like, you could be a gangbanger until you're 20 years old, make money, and then 13 years down the road, some little dude you, you beat up is going to remember you, and then you have all this money, and he's going to take, take it from you. You know, sad. Worst part about it is hey, we're all going to remember him for the next week or two and then um you know everyone's just gonna move on and forget what happened so man like you said man it's the nature of the beast i mean that's 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 kind of it that's like you know that'd be kind of like me comp like complaining about the like the injuries that had to do with the dangers of playing sports, you know what I mean? And, and mm -hmm. you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to sound insensitive, you know, because I feel like it really is a, a tragedy. But, you know, part of it is kind of like we're not going to be surprised. Like nobody's going to be surprised if I get CTE, you know what I mean? Because I, play, I played football for so many years, you know what I mean? It's like yeah. it's part of the territory that comes with the life that I chose, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, in that sense, you know, we just have to – put things into perspective like if we want to avoid having certain outcomes and i feel like it starts with making better decisions you know and i feel like um not only that but his association he was starting to lean towards like a different type of association 
more like business oriented business you know like he partnered up with puma recently you know what i mean that whole the whole campaign with puma that he partnered up with then he was partnering up with gary v which is you know motivational type thing and uh, yeah but like I, I felt like even though he was still progressing to away from that life that he had chose like it's still like it's still just by association when he had back in the day people did not forget that and we see what happened tonight i mean we'll see what happens you know as we find out more more details about exactly what happened to him you know we can talk about that more later but you know definitely tragic hustle and motivate was one of my favorite songs and uh, we'll get out of this segment with that song here's a snippet of hustle and motivate by nipsey hustle rest in peace nipsey thank you for all your music rest in peace rest in peace, rest in peace nipsey. lots of prayers to, to, to the family and everybody else Pull up in motorcades, I got a show today It's all I'm trying to do, hustle and motivate Choppers are throw away, hustle the overway That's why they follow me, huh? They think I know the way Cause I took control of things, pulling the solo way And if you pattern my trend, I make you my protege Glossing that soldier race, niggas don't know them days Take you in back of the buildings Make you expose your rage Take you across the tracks Make you explode the face Now you official now But you got a soul to save I just been cooking that note I'm about to drop in the fuel Think if I call it the great The people gon' call it the truth I ain't really trip on the credit I just paid all of my dues I just respected the game Now my name all in the news Trippin' on all of my moves Quote me on this, got a lot more to prove So this next part of the show, we're going to talk about uh, current events and uh, what's going on around in the world. And the uh, first thing that comes to my mind is the, the assault rifles that are banned in New Zealand after the, the massacre out there. Did you guys hear about that? Like, Yeah. Can you guys explain yeah. to me exactly what ha- some dude, was it a Balangi guy or what? So he's a white supremacist. Out in New Zealand. Went, out in New Zealand, went to different mosques and was shooting people inside as they were praying. Um, I can't remember the number. Dude, I think it was like 49 or so people. 49. I might be wrong on the number, but uh, had died. And about 100 people were injured. So the prime minister of New Zealand uh, instituted a ban of all uh, assault rifles and guns. And there's a group, uh, a gang called the Mongrels, who are refusing to give up their weapons as protection. And me personally, I agree with them. Um, I think banning guns sends a, a really bad message. Like, if I were in that situation and I had a, a, a you know, a form of protecting myself, it would be nice to know that I could, as opposed to, oh no, I can't protect myself or my family. That's one reason why I love living in the United States is I have the Second Amendment right to protect myself and bear arms when I bear arms. But 
I just feel like they're creating a bad precedent out there in New Zealand. Like, okay, so we're going to let every bad person know that we're taking away all the guns from all the law-abiding citizens. I'm a bad guy. I'm going to go and do whatever I want now. I'm yep. going to go to the liquor store, go and rob people. Here, you're taking people's right to protect themselves away. I just don't think that's right. But my question is, uh, you know, there's other guns that can help protect you besides those assault rifles. What do you think about that? Yeah, because they didn't ban all guns. They just banned the assault rifles. Like, you could have shotguns and stuff for if you're using it for, like, hunting and stuff. Or some twenty two rifles. But I don't think they're like the assault rifles, I think, is what they were banning. Now, is the assault rifles the one with massive clips, like Rambo clips, so you can go up and just Rambo? So are they banning AR-15? Are they or banning the Uzi? Like AK-47? Like what? <laughs> are they banning the Uzi's? <laughs> <laughs> like, is it the clips? Is it the amount of clips in a gun, or is it just a type of gun? I, I think it's the way it fires. Oh, rapid fire? So, yeah, like rapid fire versus, like, an automatic versus semi-automatic or you know, just a single shot. Mm. You know, I think yeah. that's that's what determines on what makes it an assault rifle. I could be wrong. Oh, so I looked it up. It's military style semi-automatic semi-automatic weapons, all high capacity ammunition magazines, and all parts that allow weapons to be modified into kinds of guns used to kill fifty put fifty people at two mosques. Ooh. So I don't think they're referring to AR-15s because you can't. Uh, you can't get extended clips on those. Well, you can have Maybe a bump they... stock. You can have a bump. So they stock, banned right? the AR-15s, huh? They banned the AR-15s. I mean, if they're if they're saying that that's like a military style weapon, which I don't think it is, because I mean, I don't know. I'm trying to read the article to see what type of, but it's because it's kind of broad. You know, and... that's the. But this is the same same problem they had with the they had here when they had all the school shootings. Yeah. <clears throat> like, yeah. Uh, what what what's what what makes it an assault rifle? Yeah. You know that was the biggest debate. Is like what makes it a a rifle an assault rifle? What makes it? And uh, no one could really like put question, answer that question. Because you can take a shotgun and make it go, you know, shoot like a fast, right? Can't you take? Yeah, you can get automatic. Just so basically, you're saying it's open, it's open to interpretation what an assault yeah. rifle is. Yeah, pretty much. Because, because remember, I, uh, if I remember correctly, when they had all the school shootings here in the in the U.S., yeah, like they try to do all the bans on assault rifles, like they mm -hmm. couldn't determine what what kind of rifle was an assault rifle. They, yeah, they couldn't like were really like teens were assault rifles. Some people were saying they're not. Yeah, so they really. They couldn't really classify what what is is an assault rifle and what is not. Mm. So I think that's the problem they're probably going to have down there. Uh, is what yeah. I, my guess would be. Yeah. It was annoying to me that they kept saying like an AR-15 is an assault rifle. It's not an assault rifle. Like AR doesn't stand for assault rifle. It stands for armor light 15. So it's just. There's just there's a lot of people that don't have like the correct um, what do you say understanding knowledge. of a knowledge. There we go, knowledge. Like you can't go on CNN and be like, "This guy's shooting a shotgun." He's saying, "Yeah, 
this is the most deadly uh, assault rifle there is. And I'm like, that's a shotgun, dog. Like, that's not an assault rifle. <laughs> you know, so it's like people will jump on the bandwagon and get all emotional about it. But I, me personally, I think the issue doesn't have, relate to the guns. I think it relates to more of the individual with his, his or her mental illness. You know, I think that's what is causing a lot of these people to, to do do things like that. Like Paul was saying, he a uh, little bit interjected. He said we should, you know, out of targets. That's great. I mean, but what's the Bring answer? Instead of banning the guns, then what, just make it harder to get guns? At the end of the day, bad people are going to find a way to get their hands on stuff to do bad things, you know? True, yeah. I feel like we can't sit here and ban guns because there's a few people that just hate their lives and don't value other people's lives and, you know, would go to any means to do that, to harm people. That's true. Yeah. I feel like making the law stricter is not going to fix nothing. I feel like it doesn't even give us peace of mind because, like, if they're taking up banning certain guns after a, what, after an incident, that's not going to make me feel safer. Like Joe alluded to when we are talking about, you know, I mean, come on, we wouldn't want to give up our guns if we're, if after a shooting. You know, if that's something we can rely on to protect our families, I'm not turning that in. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it's just like, I feel like it is what it is. There's crazy people in this world that do crazy shit. Like, changing laws is not necessarily going to make things better. I mean, I, I suppose we can make it harder for people to get guns. But, I mean, half the time when people do shootings, they obtain the guns illegally or they do illegal stuff to get the guns. Yeah. So Very true. I mean, at the end of the day, it is what it is. We lived in a in kind of a screwed up... I, I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't even say it's a screwed up world, but there's some sick people out there that don't speak for everybody, you know? Right, right. Well, I hope New Zealand can get, like, some some kind of closure, something going, but I know in the, here in in, uh, in the States, that that won't fly, man. There'll be a, mil there'll be a civil war if that's happening out here. Yeah. I, I that's not going like to happen out here. Yeah, and I don't like... I don't like it either how some of these people come out and speak out and, and, and push their agenda. They use tragedy as a platform uh, to, to say, oh, this is why we need to do this. Like in the moment, like let people have their time to mourn. You know, we got all these politicians coming out saying, oh, this is why we need to have better gun laws. And it's kind of disrespectful in a sense because it's like they're using other people's deaths to try to push their point or their agenda which could be completely different than how those people feel that died, you know? Let's keep New Zealand in our prayers. It's time for movie reviews. So, did any of you guys watch um, Captain Marvel yet? Did you guys check out that movie yet? What'd you guys think of Captain Marvel? I thought it was dope. Uh, please excuse my phone from doing backflips right now, but... Is your phone <laughs> going now? <laughs> <laughs> Hell of a I swear it's my phone, it's not me. Oh man. Yeah, so Captain Marvel, you guys all saw it. Tech, have you seen Captain Marvel yet? I have not seen Captain Marvel yet. Alright. So three of the four we've seen it. I, I you know honestly I think they should have casted another lady for the Captain Marvel role. That's what I think. Yeah. Yeah, I mean if anything, it was just the appetizer for the next Avengers movie, you know? So yeah, we'll see what happens. I don't know if y'all ready for this three-hour movie that's about to come out. That's why I want to get into that. So are you going to sit there for three hours and watch the movie? 
Hell to the yeah, I am. Yeah, <laughs> I'll sit there. Hell to the yeah, I. I might have to go watch it before I take my kids because I'm not trying to get up and uh. and have no breaks or be interrupted. So for real, I'm gonna do the like the earliest showing that I can, like on a Wednesday or something, just so I can do the dine-in where they bring in your food. Because if I have to sit there for three hours, I'm gonna get myself, you know, some nachos. <laughs> so- I'll sit back and relax. I'm going to bring some food from outside. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's a long movie. Yeah. They should they should give us some free popcorn for that because that's got to be the longest movie ever, right? They should. Yeah. I, well, I don't know, but that's a long-ass movie. Hell yeah. Three hours? Two, hour, two hours plus is long. So three, this one breaks the three-hour mark. Yeah. Is this the Avengers? Yep. Avengers yeah, three games. hours? Yeah, yeah it's supposed to be three hours. Well, did you guys hear that they're paying people like a thousand dollars to sit there and watch all of the, uh, like the is it Marvel? It's Marvel, right? All the Marvel movies leading up to uh, Avengers. Anything? I didn't hear anything about that. What's the big deal with that? No, I'm just saying like they're paying people a thousand dollars to watch all of them in like in order, like chronological order. Yeah, I thought about signing up for it, but I was like, that's a lot of sitting, dude, and it's only a thousand dollars. That's not that much to watch all those movies. So I'll watch it for a thousand dollars. But I mean, if if that means you don't get no breaks or anything, yeah, that might be hard to get up and walk around. Yeah, but but dude, that's like twelve movies, dude. Two and a half hours long. That's like Hey man, some of us some of us movie. some of us uh you know uh, Game of Thrones seasons like you know, about that long. Someone's been watched that much anyway. So I think, I think hey, the, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> hey, I know each and every one of y'all have sat at a cover circle longer than that. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to hear that. I can't sit for X amount of hours when I first witness each and every one of you guys sit around a cover bowl for longer and stare at each other. So, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> oh man. Well, thanks for joining the encouragers today. We'll be back next week with hip hop artist from Reno, Nevada. His name is Tease. Been in the game for about nine years. And uh, he'll be our next guest next week. See you then. You're listening to the Encouragers Podcast Show.